Welcome to the Bluff First Podcast. Join us as we journey together through the book of 1 Peter in our current series entitled Living Hope. We pray that this message will encourage and enrich your life. For more information, please visit us on the web at blufffirst.com. Today I realize the next time I preach, it's going to be May. Um, No, okay, sorry. Hey, my name is Max. Um, I'm one of the pastors here, and I tell really bad jokes. Um, But it's so good to uh, get to be here and uh, be called pastor uh, here at Bluff First. It's a special place. And uh, the reality is we we have special pastors here uh, in Brooke and TJ, and I'm so thankful for my friends. Uh, Next month they're going to be expecting their uh, little one's going to be here, the little boy. Um, and so we're excited for them. So yeah, uh, let's give our, can we give our pastors a hand clap? We appreciate them. We love them. <clears throat> I remember a moment when uh, I was, was becoming uh, more of a man, I guess, in the moment I thought so. I was going off to college, okay? Uh, I grew up on the south side of Indianapolis in a, a, a smaller city called Whiteland, Indiana, and I was moving to Springfield, Missouri, the big uh, metropolis of Springfield. And as I was, uh, I was getting packed up, I, I loaded my truck up, right, because I'm a man now. I'm going to college. Yeah, I'm a full-grown man. Woo! And so uh, I'm going to college so excited, and I'm, I'm, I'm such a man. I'm following my dad and mom in their vehicle with all my, the rest of my stuff for the dorm room and, and my time there. And so we're going, we're driving and from where I grew up and the college I went to is about a uh, seven hour, seven to eight hour drive. And so here I was, I'm driving. Uh, this is the longest trip I've ever drove to this point, right? Seven to eight hours. And uh, I didn't have uh, cruise control in my truck. So like my ankle was feeling it, right? The whole time uh, I, I have my foot set. I'm like, this is taking forever. But uh, I was very excited. I, I had a couple different college visits to Central Bible College, RIP, they're now part of Evangel. Uh, had several uh, college visits there, so I was very excited. I really wasn't nervous. I really wasn't afraid. Everything was going really well, and so I'm cruising, following my dad, and somehow along the way, I get in, I'm in front of him now driving, right? Talk about being a man. Like, oh, I'm driving now. I'm leaving my dad on the interstate. Yeah, let's go, right? So we're going, we're driving, and uh, we're getting to the, to the big city of St. Louis, and here I was, super uh, pumped to go to college. I'm wearing my new Tim Tebow Denver Broncos jersey, right? Got my hat on backwards, my sunglasses. But as we started getting closer to St. Louis, I started getting a little more nervous, started getting a little more stressed. And so I took my hat off, and I had hair back then, so I was sweating pretty good. And I took my glasses off. I want to be able to make sure I can see where I'm at, where I'm going. And and I was like, you know what? It's so warm in here. I know the air conditioning is high. I took my jersey off, just had a T-shirt on, my jeans, right? I'm driving. And um, man, it, I was getting a little worried, right? And so we're coming up. We're coming by Boosh, Bush Stadium, Boo Cardinals. And uh, we're coming by, up by Bush Stadium, and uh, we're passing it. And my dad calls me, and he says, hey, Max, uh, where are you going? I said, what do you mean? He goes, you missed our exit. I said, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, let me get in front of you. I was like, all right. I was like, maybe I'm not such a man. I missed my, actually, we miss exits. So anyways, so we, uh, we get off on the next exit, and we're, we're cutting through uh, this small little area of St. Louis. And uh, I, we get off, and I look ahead, and there's like three different uh, red lights ahead. 
And so I'm looking, I'm like, all right, we get through the first one, right, just following my dad, right, following my dad, focused in on his truck, following my dad. Get through the second one, it's like, all right, we're good, go follow my dad. And then we get through the third red light, okay? And as I'm going forward, we're about to get onto the on-ramp to go to the interstate, this big white SUV, unmarked, moving towards me, jerks the wheel back, and next thing you know, cop lights are on, right? In my rear view mirror, I'm like, oh my word, I almost hit a cop, he almost hit me, ah. right? So I'm like, why am I I'm getting pulled over? So he pulls me over to on-ramp, and listen, this guy uh, was not happy at all, all right? He gets out, he slams the door of his SUV, he comes up there, and I, you know, I got my, I roll down my window, Roll it down. It was a crank window, yes. It was a crank window. Kids rolling windows down. There was a crank, not a button. And so I rolled my window down, and he goes, where? He's cussing at me. Where do you think you were going? What are you doing? I said, I was just following my dad. I said, I, I, I'm not from here, officer. I can, oh, really? You, you're, you're not from here? He's like, I was like, no, I'm not. I was just following my dad. He's like, well, you just went uh, straight in two and, and turn only lane, two lights in a row. He's like, you cut me off, and your dad did it too. He should be getting a ticket too. And he's yelling at me. I said, I know, sir, I know, you're right, we messed up. And uh, he goes, where are you going? I said, this is my chance, Lord. I'm going to Bible college, officer. Well, you could take a ticket to college, right? And I'm like, okay, right? So in that moment, I realized, like, you know, I'm not in Kansas. I mean, I'm not in Indiana anymore. Like, you know, where's Toto? Toto's not there. He can't call me down, right? And uh, I think life's a lot like that, right? We have this journey, and we go along the way, and, and we make some mistakes, right? And one wrong choice can find us in difficult situations uh, where we seem like we might not have any hope. And today, like, we continue our series, Living Hope, First Peter uh, 1, 3 through 5. Let's go ahead and let's take a look at this. It said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Everyone say hope. hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance, say inheritance, that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, and kept in heaven for you, who by God's power, say power, are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. You see, God has an abundance, an abundance, a lot, of not giving us what we rightfully deserve. That's called mercy. God has a lot of mercy. So many times we're, we're gonna mess up. And what we deserve, what we deserve to get, God is going to withhold. Uh, God withholds wrath for those who choose his son, Jesus, because God himself put this on his son. He put that on his son, that, that Jesus is gonna save us. And if we choose him, he will withhold that wrath from us. You see, we deserve so much worse, yet God loves us even more. So, so what does it mean, verse three says this, this kind of terminology, born again, right? What's it mean to be born again, like the text says? Let's go ahead and look at that. You see, we saw last week that God initiates and we respond, right? God initiates and we respond. So what happens when we respond? What, what happens 
when we respond to God initiating us, right? Because it's both, right? God pursues us and then we need to pursue God, right? It means that we choose Jesus. It means we choose Jesus. John chapter three, verse three says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. I thank God he's not lying, right? Jesus is not a liar. I tell you the truth, unless you are, here it is, born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot see it unless you are born again. You see, choosing Jesus opens up so many things for your life. A lot of times the world will tell us choosing Jesus really discounts things and closes doors, but it opens up even so many more doors than, than, than what could possibly be closed. It gives us a better life to live. It leaves us with our hands full. So let's talk about what comes when we choose Jesus, okay? Here in verse three, we see the word hope, and you see choosing Jesus brings hope. Choosing Jesus brings hope. He said it right here. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Living hope. So, so what's hope? What is hope? You see, hope, uh, choosing Jesus brings hope. So what does that mean? Hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. It's like this feeling of trust, like, oh, I hope that this is going to happen. I hope it doesn't rain tonight for small group, right? Like, I don't want it to rain. My group's supposed to be outside tonight. Like, really, though, I need prayer for that. Like, I really don't want it to rain. And so uh, it's like this hope. I trust in you, Lord. Like, it's not going to rain, right? I trust in you. This is going to happen. I believe in you. It's a hope. It's a feeling. Uh, I remember when I met my wife, Keisha. I remember when I met her, and I had a lot of hope a lot of hope that she was going to eventually relinquish her number to me, her phone number, okay? So I remember we, uh, she came back from a volleyball trip and uh, I got to, I, I said, hey, let's hang out. And actually, I just like kind of tagged along with her, honestly. It was probably more creepy than it was cute, but um, tagged along with her, went and had Chinese, with some, uh, Chinese food with some friends. And then we went, you know, the big city of Springfield, what do you do? You eat Chinese food and you go to Bass Pro Shop, right? So we had Chinese food and we went to Bass Pro Shop. And so uh, she picked out these camo rain boots and I knew right then, like, I gotta have this girl. Like, I'm not real country, but that is special. And so you made a special trip for camo rain boots. This is, let's go, right? And so I remember I had all this hope. Right, I had all this trust, like I'm gonna ask her and I think she's gonna say yes. I think she's gonna give me her number, right? And so I, I wanted it to happen. I had this hope, this expectation. So I asked her for her number and guess what? She gave it to me. Yeah, she gave me her number. You see, the Bible defines hope as the confident expectation of what God has promised because of his faithfulness. Because God has been so faithful, God's been so faithful, we can wait expectantly for what he has promised. You see, we don't wait all sad and upset. Oh, Jesus, right? Like me kind of like worrying and talking, like I hope she gives me her number. Like I think she will, but what if she doesn't, right? No, 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 no. When we're hoping in Jesus, right? When we choose Jesus and choosing Jesus brings hope, the hope that Jesus gives, we don't sit there and we're, we're not sad, Right? We're not upset. We don't wait angrily, right? Like, that's not how it is. 
Uh, we wait expectantly, knowing that I know who my Jesus is. Jesus brings hope. So therefore, as I wait, I can expect him to come through. I can expect that the scripture says what it means and that he wants what's best for me, that he loves me, that he does work, works all things for the good of those who love him who've been called according to his purpose, right? That Jesus loves me and that there's hope in that. I can wait expectantly. That's what hope is, expecting something to happen. You see, hope in Jesus is expecting that the best is yet to come because of who Jesus is. And see, with that hope, there's a source. Where does that hope come from? And it comes from God's abundant mercy. See, we said it earlier, God has an abundance of not giving us what we rightfully deserve, an abundance of it. See, my, my parents had an abundance of mercy. They were a lot like Jesus in this, that uh, how they parented me, uh, all my mistakes I made, they gave me a lot of mercy. There were so many times I deserved to get in so much more trouble than I did, and they didn't. Right? So many times where I was, I was hanging out with the wrong friends and I'd come home and she'd find out and I'd get in trouble, but I didn't get what I deserved. Right? I deserved so much worse. Or those times uh, where I lied about where I was and then mom was over on Tracy Road and she had her car angled with her lights on to the road and she's like, well, if Max said where he was at, which I said I was in front of the church, God help me, I knew it, but I was lying right then. I should have known better. Like, oh, mom, I'm in front of the church. Like, God strike me dead right now, right? And so... She's there waiting on Tracy Road, knowing like, well, if that's true, he's coming down this road. And she's waiting, and then I didn't, and then she knew. Ah, you lied to me. Well, I was over here instead, right? Like, my mom and dad had so much mercy. When I'd come home late, and my dad was sleeping, and my mom knew I was late, and I knew he was sleeping. Like, most young kids want, like, the loudest trucks. And I'm like, no, 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 I want the quietest truck, so when I come home late, they can't hear me. I probably shouldn't have said that to these teenagers right now, right? Probably shouldn't have said that. I apologize. But anyway, so that was my philosophy. And so I come home. My dad didn't hear my truck. And then my mom's like, you're late. I'm like, I know. And then I didn't get as much trouble as I should have been, right? She extended so much mercy to me. And I thank God for it because I needed it. And I still need mercy today. And, and I think, I'm thankful there's a means to God's mercy. There's a means for the, the hope that comes from God's mercy, and it's Christ's resurrection. Jesus raising to life answers the how that we have hope. Right? We have hope because Jesus rose from the dead. Right? Hope comes from God's mercy that was bought by Jesus being raised to life. Jesus died on the cross, and three days later rose from the dead so that we could live with him forever, and that we could have that hope, this living hope, everyone say hope, that we're talking about. We want others to experience this. Our mission here at Bluff First is to reach people with a hope-filled message of Jesus Christ. This message is hope-filled, it's, it's hope-empowered. It changes everything for us. When we choose Jesus, or choosing Jesus brings hope. Choosing Jesus also brings an inheritance. Verse four uh, keyed in on this. It says, to an inheritance, check these words out, that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, and then kept in heaven for you. Kept in heaven for you. Uh, I, I love these words here, the incorruptible, uh, imperishable, unfading, undefiled. 
they're really neat. It honestly makes me think of baseballs. I know that's kind of random and weird, but they're not weird. It's really awesome. But I think about autographed baseballs. Yesterday, I got the opportunity to go with uh, one of my good friends to a baseball card show. So we're walking around and looking at things, and I'm seeing these autographed baseballs and autographed baseball bats, all this stuff. And I love it. I love sports. Memorabilia is awesome to see. It's like, wow, a piece of, piece of sports history. I love it. And so as I was thinking about this, I, I saw a Mickey Mantle ball there, and it got me, got me thinking about how um, as, okay, so when, you, so when you're looking for an autographed baseball, okay, take your notes. I know you've been waiting for this moment. You're looking for an autographed baseball. You need these, this information, okay? The type of pen and color of pen even, uh, a sign on the ball is important. Okay, some pens hold up better on uh, the official Major League Baseball ball, and then how you store them matters too. How you store them matters too in, in a place where light can't get it and, and all this stuff. So in all reality, you pay a lot of money for this really cool thing and that no one gets to see. It's kind of what happens. But anyway, because you don't want it to get messed up, right? You don't want it to get faded. Because here we have two Mickey Mantle baseballs, okay? The one on your left you'll see is, is faded, Okay, and in the baseball world, where an autograph world, when something's more faded, it's not as desirable, right? It's not something that people want as much. It's still really cool to have, right? God still love to have this Mickey Mantle autograph baseball that, that has faded, but the reality is the price tag isn't the same. It's not worth as much. Here, this ball here uh, is worth, I think it's $350. Yeah, $350 what that's selling for, okay? But then there's this other one next to it. And it's like, wow, that ball is awesome, right? It looks, looks perfect, it's clean. It's signed on the sweet spot, right there in the middle is a sweet spot. That's like the place uh, to sign a baseball. And this one costs $3,100 to purchase. So that's, that's a big number for a baseball. Some of y'all are like, I can sign a baseball. Like, well, what's the big deal about that, right? Like, but you see, unlike the things of this world, these things like this fade, right? Things here isn't permanent, right? They don't last forever. Unlike things of this world, the inheritance that comes with choosing Jesus does not fade. Its value does not go down. It's the ultimate inheritance. Nothing can touch it. Nothing. Nothing can touch it. And this inheritance that we get, it's a heavenly inheritance. It's something special, you see, the best is yet to come, both here, right now, we believe that here at Bluff First, that the best is yet to come for your life, for your household, for your future. The best is yet to come. You have not experienced God's best for you yet. We believe that. But the best is yet to come, not just for here on earth, but also in heaven, because there's an inheritance for us. Patrick Henry said this, this is all the inheritance I give to my dear family. The religion of Christ will give them one which will make them rich indeed. You see, we know that the religion of Christ isn't like other religions. It's not about rules and rituals. It's not a one-way street. It's about relationship. Our uh, other religions ask their followers to die for them, and that's how they get their inheritance. But Christ said, I'll die for you because of you and instead of you. And that's what an inheritance does. It says, I'll set this money aside Okay, I'll set this money aside for you. 
Okay, so you, you, you know, this is gonna be for you. And because you're my son, because you're related to me or you're the person I chose for this, it, it, because of you, this money's there. So it's for you, it's because of you, because of who you are, what you mean to me. And then it's instead of you. You didn't have to work for that inheritance. You didn't have to work for that money. You didn't have to work for the money that was set aside in that inheritance for you. It was for you, it was given to you. Like that person's gonna pass away, that person's gonna leave, and there this is, right there for you. Right there for you. That's what an inheritance does. It says, I'll set this aside for you because of you instead of you. You don't have to work for it, right? But you see, Jesus does that, doesn't he? Jesus does that, and not only that, we get to enjoy it with Jesus. Jesus says, I'm gonna die for your sins, I'm gonna set up a life for you that's gonna be better than anything you could ever imagine, and then in heaven, you're gonna get to enjoy that and have that inheritance, and you're gonna spend it with me. Oftentimes, inheritance here on earth, the person's passed away, and it's like, okay, so-and-so left me this, and it's a memory, but I don't get to enjoy it with them. You see, Jesus says, no, 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 no. You get to enjoy the fullness of this with me. What I did, what my son did for you, instead of you, you get to enjoy later. It's an inheritance set up that, that comes with choosing Jesus. It's real. And the relationship with Jesus, it truly is the greatest inheritance ever. It doesn't fade. It cannot be damaged. It's everlasting. And it's put up in a place waiting for you. Just like uh, autographs, memorabilia, right? It's put up in a place that's special that people can't touch it and see it. See, God said, I'm gonna take this inheritance I have for you that I created for you and I love you and I care about you and I'm gonna put it in a safe place that one day it's gonna be yours and we're gonna get to share this and enjoy it together because he loves you. Right? And when you choose Jesus, he takes his blood, he signs his name on you. And there's no value in the world that could ever purchase you because Jesus already bought you and Jesus already uh, owns you. You are his ultimate prize. You're it. In the baseball world, there's called like the great whales. Like these are the baseballs that people want to own, right? They're perfect, they're spotless. You are that for Jesus. You're so special and you're worth so much. And he has an inheritance for you. If you choose him, you see, he's pursuing you. Jesus pursues us, right? Jesus wants us. He desires us. His question is, are we choosing Jesus? Choosing Jesus also brings power. We see this in verse five. It says, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. See, we've been talking about being born again, right? Being born again is what's been common theme in what we're reading. And to think about something being born again, having this hope, uh, so born again, new birth, brand new, fresh, you think about a baby, right? Being born again, uh, this living hope uh, has an inheritance. Like, and, and now you're saying there's power for this, this individual who is born again, Okay, and so we're thinking about a baby, right? We're thinking about something small, something new, something fresh, okay? And I think about uh, how can something like that have power? How can, how can someone that's new to Jesus, just chose Jesus, have this power that, that Scripture's talking about here? Well, I'd love to introduce you to my daughter, Maislin Grace. She will be two next month. And this sweet little precious angel, go Cubs, has so much power in our home. 
Listen, I think half the church knows and have been praying that my daughter has been struggling to sleep at night. I just think we've asked the wrong half of the church to pray because she's still struggling to sleep at night. And so here, you know, she can change travel plans, y'all, okay? We could be going and she's gotta eat or she's hungry or she's upset. Everything changes. The whole, the whole car, the atmosphere, right? She could change your mood. You could be real happy. And then when she's frustrated for four straight hours, it's like, what are we doing? What is this? I can't handle this. Like, I mean, I've already pulled my hair out, guys. I don't know what else I'm gonna do. It's incredible the power that they have. And see, just like an infant, just like our daughter is helped and given what's needed and more, right? Like we give her as much as I can. I help her as much as I can. Jesus comes alongside of you and he does the same thing and even more. John chapter 14, 12 through 14 says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Verse 13, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, look at this, yes. Ask me for anything, everyone say anything, in my name and I will do it. You see, Macy will look at Lincoln and be like, oh, hey, Bubby, you want, you know, in her own little jibber-jabber, popsicle, 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 or she'll go to the freezer and like, you know, you want pop, yeah, and she wants one for Bubba too. You know what, and she comes to me, her dad, and says, Daddy, I want popsicle. Daddy, I want a popsicle, because she knows I can open up the freezer, and I can take the popsicle out, and I can cut the end off and cut it in half and give her the popsicle, right? She knows I have the power to do that, and because she has access to me, she knows she can have access to that. Okay, the other day we're driving down the road and I had this plan. I'm taking Lincoln to get a donut after we drop Macy off to daycare. Like I'm not getting her a donut, right? Like I'm gonna get him one. And then on the way there, he looks at her and says, hey, Macy, you want a donut? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, now I'm buying two donuts, right? And so, so we're driving and, and she knows, like Lincoln knows too, like dad can buy donuts. Like we can ask dad and he can buy us the donuts and now we have donuts, right? She knows that I can open up the fridge. She knows that I can get her once she wants, right? You see, we have that same access today, guys, that we have access to Jesus. We have that power that when we are born again, when we say, Jesus, I choose you, he gives us power, and we have access to the Father, amen? And whatever it is, anything, whatever it is we need, whatever's going on in our life, we have access to that. We can ask him, because he owns the fridge, he opens the fridge, amen? He buys the donuts, Come on, I'm way more excited than you guys are right now. We have a power. Everyone say power. And Jesus, choosing Jesus brings power. You see, power, this power helps us to keep us secure as well. Help us to keep us secure, just like it says there in Scripture, put up in a place in heaven for you. He's saying it's secure. You are secure in me. What you need is secure. I have it, right? You see, uh, recently I, I got the opportunity to go zip lining, and I'm very afraid of heights. I don't do those things. I will hold all the jackets, all the purses, all the drinks, food. I will hold it all. I will not go on roller coasters, okay? But I went zip lining. I was taking my medication that day. Anyways, um, but I went zip lining, and I was really nervous and I'm watching this guy explain everything. He's so comfortable in the harness and he has this tiny little miniature thing, like 
uh, zip line and he's showing us how it works. I'm just like, that's great, man. You do this for a living. Like, I don't. Like, I'm scared to death right now. And so uh, he's explaining all this. But I realize as I'm watching him that there's a trust that can be placed in the harness. And I realize as I'm watching him that this, pa- this line, this steel cable is strong enough to hold him. And as I'm watching this, and he tells us about the weight limits and different things and how it works, I realize once I get this harness on, once I'm strapped into this, this uh, steel cable, I'm gonna have to jump. And I better believe in that harness and that cable to hold me. I gotta believe in it, right? And if, especially if I wanna get to the other side. The way it was built is like you climb up this tower and like all oh, you're like, yeah, we know, we go ziplining. Why well, don't you climb up this tower and then shoo, you zoop on, you zoop, you zip on down, you zip on down, you zip on down to the other side. And along the way, there's this awesome journey. There's this view, things that you would have never seen before if you wouldn't have put the harness on, if you wouldn't have jumped. Listen, what is required of us to see God's power move? It's faith. We have to have faith that we are secure in the one who says, I can hold you. We have to have faith in the one that says, hey, I got you. Like, it's gonna be okay, I have the power, right? My power is made perfect in your weakness. Like, you being weak and saying, I can't, that's okay, bring it on, because I'm saying I can. That's who God is. Choosing Jesus brings power. The power that Jesus has is released to us by faith. You have to get in the harness, you have to jump. And it's scary, it's scary, but there's a journey that it takes and the things that God wants to do in your life, we say it all the time, the best is yet to come and we believe it because the things that's gonna happen in your life and around your life and in your homes is only gonna happen by you taking a step of faith. Listen, there's people in your life and your family that need healed. There's people in your life that need set free from addictions and strongholds. There's family curses that need broke, amen? There's too many things going on in our families and our lives and for us to sit there and say, I'm not gonna put the harness on. Like, I'm not gonna go. We're gonna miss out, but people around us will miss out. Your faith is powerful. And when you take that step and you say, I choose Jesus, and choosing Jesus brings power, it changes other lives. How many of you are here today? Raise your hand because someone else invited you. Raise your hand real high. Someone else invited you. It's exactly what it is. There's other people that will be raising their hands, and I believe it in the name of Jesus. Other people are gonna be raising their hands and lifting them up because you invited someone, because you said, you know what? I choose Jesus, and now I have a power, and I'm gonna give that hope, and I want someone else to have the same inheritance and share with it with me, because as we share in that inheritance, Jesus is there with us, and now I got that power. I'm gonna give it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that power to reach people with the hope-filled message of Jesus Christ it's gonna happen you gotta take that step you gotta take that step see when that cop came back to my truck he chose to not give me what I deserved he walked up and he wasn't yelling and cussing at me anymore now he was he was very calm and he was very nice and he said, you know what, go ahead, get to college, just be careful where you turn, have a safe trip, and, and enjoy your ride, enjoy your time, you know? You see, he had the power to penalize me for my action, and he chose not to. And unlike my situation with the police officer, you see, you have the ability to choose Jesus and enjoy that mercy that comes through salvation, that brings on the hope, that brings on the inheritance, that brings on the power we've talked about. 
You see, I was sitting there in my truck, and y'all know how that is. You're sweating. You're waiting for the officer to come back. What's going to happen? What's he going to find on my name? What happened? What's wrong? I'm sitting there. I'm stuck, and I'm waiting. But the reality is you are not stuck today. You are not stuck, right? I couldn't choose mercy from the officer, but he gave it to me. And like our pastor said last week, right, it's for us. It's both. It's both. Like Jesus pursues us. We pursue him, right? We can choose him. We can choose Jesus. We're going to have our leaders slip to the back right now. You see, I pray and I, I, my hope is that you were very encouraged today. You're like, yes, Max. Yes, we have a living hope. It's alive. God, God has something special for me waiting in heaven with him to share with him. Right? And there's a power that I can have. Yes. I, I want to be more confident. I want to be better at my job. I want to tell people about Jesus. I pray that that really happened. I really do. I think there's also those some here, and I'm not, I, you can't ignore this, that say, you know, I need that. I want that hope. <laughs> With my past, Max, and what, what's going on in my life, there's no inheritance. There's nothing looking forward for me. There's nothing I can give my family because of how I lived. But if you're telling me that if I, t- I, I choose Jesus and I can give them to my family, then everything changes, and that was worth it. Some of you say, I just need power to, to, to make this decision. I need that strength to do this. I'm so weak. I'm so tired. I'm so alone. You're saying you want this. You see, don't leave here empty-handed. The reality is choosing Jesus leaves you your hands full, leaves your life full. But not choosing Jesus leaves them empty. Leaves them empty. It leaves you alone. It leaves you tired. Maybe you feel you have no hope, that nothing's worked, that everyone's left. Choose Jesus. Go towards Jesus. Maybe you thought there's, there's nothing in this for me. Maybe you have no confidence. Listen, choose Jesus. Don't leave here today empty-handed when you very well could have left with your hands full. Let's all stand. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For questions, prayer requests, and more information, please visit us on the web at blowthirst.com.